Hey there, it's Charles. I just have two quick notes before this session. So first of all, today we have another fellow traveler joining us for another guest episode. Ruben Lowe was kind enough to be here with us. Some of you may recognize him from Insight Timer as a well-known meditation teacher. And he's also founded the digital platform Mindful Creation, as well as the nonprofit for young people called Act On It. Uh, he specializes in mindfulness-based therapies and is passionate about empowering others to be a part of ongoing change in the world. And I think you'll really enjoy his presence here with us. It's a pretty powerful presence, I'd say. And then note number two, we have a new intro, which I'm really excited about and that you'll hear in a moment. The musical artist Cameron collaborated with us to create a musical introduction to the What Is Now experience. And this was inspired by the idea of almost like an artificial intelligence slash human that is strapping us in to take flight into silence first and then into whatever comes up in the present moment together. So all of that being said, thank you for being here. And let's dive in with the new intro. So Ruben, how was your experience of silence? Interesting mm -hmm. and quite humorous. So a couple of things came up for me. Mm -hmm. I was on Clubhouse yesterday. Okay. And um, which is a live audio uh, event that's gonna gonna kind of take off. It's well, it already has, but anyway. And you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk and there's a lot of uh, quotes. There's a lot of suggestions about letting go. And that's the first thing that just came up, came up into my mind because somebody just said it in a way. And 
we need to hear things sometimes even exactly the same in order for it to just kind of click and go in to have an impact either subtly or quite significantly in our lives and it was just the way this person just said hey so practice letting go letting go and saying it it was this affirmation kind of room and they were like you know when when things happen that you cling on to let go let go let go and so the first part of that that two two minutes that we had um was about that and trusting in the universe and on noticing that it's not just consciously am I trusting in the universe but it's also playing out um unconsciously as well which is which is kind of nice and I'm not I don't want to give the impression that I've got it wrapped and life's amazing and I'm just letting go of stuff all the time definitely not I'm a human being as well and uh yeah I get caught up in all sorts of stuff anyway so that was the first part. Now, the second part that was really funny is that um, my flatmate is making a smoothie, right? <laughs> like, like halfway through that period of silence and so my mind goes, oh, are they record? they're obviously recording <laughs> this. And blah, blah. I wonder if they'll hear it and maybe it won't pick it up, et cetera, et cetera. And, and for some reason, my flatmate always does it for probably two or three times longer than I would. Right? <laughs> So I'm just noticing my mind going, oh, yeah, you always, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, maybe, just maybe, because I know he's going to do it for a long amount of time. Maybe the smoothie maker will stop. He'll turn it off, mm -hmm. you know, around the time when we hear the bell. Mm -hmm. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> you manifested that. <laughs> yeah. And so the the actually the first part of that, I was like, this is nice to get grounded and connected. But then I was like, well, we're going to be, you know, talking about something. I wonder what. And then that, that whole thing about letting go. Mm. And I know it's cliche. I know it's cliche. And we hear it so much. Let go of your thoughts. Let go of this. Let go of that. But just the way it was said in this particular affirmation, um, it really kind of like stood out to me. And I would have I would have understood this, but I think experientially it stood out to me when I heard it mm. about what that is and how we can do it and keep affirming it to ourselves, even when we kind of notice ourselves attaching and clinging on and resisting. Mm. And that it is about putting trust in the universe. And, and that's kind of yeah where it went until the smoothie maker started. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm just struck by there's such a cool part of this process for me that I'm noticing. Well, first of all, so we, we've also had, a, we recently had a, a, our first guest episode was a, a couple of times ago. And I was noticing how much like more electrified I feel in terms of energy uh, versus when it's just Sakib and myself, which is a much more kind of subdued energy. So maybe there's also some element of, of like of nerves wanting to make sure that you enjoy your time here and that like everything goes well together, but there's yeah. that. And then there's also maybe just so much already with just Sakib and myself, there's 
it, it feels like endless, the possibility of wherever a conversation could go and you just have no idea where it's going to go. And so then, you know, add you into it and then it's, it's multiplied. And I was, as you were just talking about those two different things, I was just noticing I had so many different thoughts for myself, like, oh yeah, that's so interesting. And I've, you know, thought about it in this way before and just noticing how that came out of a totally pregnant silence, like up until that point where I had no idea what you were about to say. And, and now we're, we're off in that direction. So I was just noticing now that. Too, now there's too much. <laughs> right, now there's too much. And so we have to pick a direction to go. And the cool thing too, is that we can even sort of notice that movement. And then at any point in time, kind of reset altogether and, and come back to sort of openness to whatever else arises. It's a sort, sort of cool wavelength kind of of what this is like. Um, but just one thing that I was thinking in my mind was how potentially those two, they were just relating to me in my mind, the, the letting go element, and then the your flatmate making a smoothie and the sound of the smoothie and maybe an internal desire for it to stop at that particular time, but then maybe also some elements of like a, a deep, genuine sort of letting go of attachment to that. I, I have this, you made me think of this hypothesis that I've had in my mind, which I'm not really attached to, and, and I don't know if there's really anything to it, but in terms of maybe having something to go to, or like maybe going to a picnic or something like that, where you want nice weather, and the, the amount potentially that you're not actually attached to that outcome being that way, might in some way universally lead to this sort of beautiful day or experience. Or maybe it just turns out that it's raining and it's also beautiful for its own particular character. But I was in my mind, I was just connecting those two. I wonder what that experience was like for you if, if you felt like a, a kind of wish for that sound to stop or if kind of if you noticed that and then kind of let go of that at the same time. Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, it, this is great. And I, I love I love what you've done here because you're I, I guess you guys this is this is kind of what you do, but you're, you're, you're actually this is really what is now. Right. It's like you're. You, we're actually talking about the process of what we notice and mm. our response to it and mm. you know and being really transparent about exactly what's playing out for us and there's there's a depth of communication there that's phenomenal i really like that with with um the work that i do at the clinic but that's i'm, I'm i'll get sidetracked if i started to talk about that mm -hmm. but yes that's exactly what happened charles like i um yeah i was just noticing and this is the beautiful thing about being human it's kind of like you know we oscillate in and out so yeah, there was a part of me just for maybe two or three seconds. I was I was fused with that thought. I was like, "Oh, there it goes again." You know how loud is it? Blah blah blah, etc. And then I'm like, "Actually, let's step back from this, and this is what's playing out now." And maybe I could even use this, you know. And if I wasn't to use this, why wouldn't I use this? Hmm. You know, it's like, why not? So. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I was oscillating in and out of that. Um, so there was an element of the, yeah, the fact that there's there's a there's a touch of a niggle there about it because sometimes it's it's not been the the first time. You know, I do a lot of recording and things like that. You know, and it's just on for a, a long time, and it's the same with other kind of you know uh, noises. You know what it's like when you're recording with uh, yeah audio and stuff. Mm -hmm. Ironically, as well. Can you hear that? There's a car alarm going off. Just, mm -hmm. just the universe is just kind of like saying, yeah. <laughs> <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, I, I kind of oscillated in and out of that. And then 
I, I was I was clinging on to to that for a yeah yeah a few seconds maybe and then and then just noticed what was going on and then and then came back and was like it doesn't matter let go it's like yeah and actually let go which so you know part yeah. one of what I talked about and then it's all about that with part two as well hmm. yeah and funny how that sound just came in too <laughs> as you were talking yeah. quite, uh, during our last session I got a call in in the midst of it and I was so sure that I had put my my phone on airplane mode before but the the call happened in a way that it actually sort of came into my zoom and switched it out of the screen and then I had to sort of shift into fixing mode but then kind of like what the way you were describing that sound in those in that period of silence like well it's, it's almost like there's some part of my mind that identified that as, okay, this is outside of the practice and I need to switch out of this mode and address this. And then I'll move back into being in the you know, quote unquote now, but I can <laughs> then notice that too. And be like, Oh, this is interesting. What, what's it like when a phone call interrupts me and what makes that any different than anything else? Totally. Yeah, mm. totally. And, and that's, know. and that's it, right. The transition out of, clinging clinging on to whether it's for a few seconds or, or a few minutes right and mm. and coming back gently in in that place of in that place of it's okay and holding ourselves lightly and kindly it's not the reaction within is you know I'm, I'm i'm talking about like when when i you know when i heard the smoothie it's not like it was a really big niggle um i like you know i'm using the word niggle to to describe that experience um whereas previous you know previously it would have been so with the work that i've been doing you know with meditation and stuff like that it's just they're subtle they're just subtle kind of like interesting um mental events that kind of arise and then we come back again and and reconnect you know i think it's all about uh, what we give importance to uh, you know it, it's so funny because i was so it's it's similar but it, but it's different so this experience was that it, it was not external. And in this moment, I was, I took off my slippers and just placed my feet on the ground. And I was thinking, I was feeling good about that. And I was thinking that, why am I feeling good about this? You know, what is this uh, thing that placing feet on the ground makes you feel good about? What is that thing? And then I was thinking that, why am I thinking about this? You know, this is not important. <laughs> but, but it's all about... Uh, like how we label things as important and not important, be it, you know, something very basic that we experience in our body or, you know, be it an external sound. But I believe uh, the now, as Charles said, now everything is there in the now and nothing is important, more important or less important. Whatever arises is, is there. Mm. Is, is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think like, I think sometimes, like for me, I know particularly when you're talking about books like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, right? The, the emphasis is, is just coming into the present moment again and again. And what I've noticed is, is that sometimes for us, we might need more of a framework to we might need more of a framework of what is important in our lives to therefore have the intention 
to put behind that and connect in a meaningful way, which is bringing us into the now. So to be clear on that, like, um, for instance, areas of life like family, friends, spirituality, um, well-being, nature, uh, community living or something like that, right? Sometimes people need kind of like a framework to, to actually assess because we're, we, there's an imbalance. There's an imbalance sometimes in those areas that I'm talking about. And I can speak from personal experience working on my projects, focusing all my attention pretty much on my projects and then the other aspects, those other life areas that are important hmm. get get uh, get pushed to one side. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of reflecting on that because ultimately sometimes what we need is, is a bit is a little bit of a framework to recognize, okay, these are my areas of life and how much of my energy am I putting in? Mm. For instance, to friends at the moment, is it just right? Mm. Not enough or too much? And with those specific areas of life that I mentioned, not that there's a definitive list, but it can be really helpful. And it's been helpful for me to get a bit more of a balance um, in, in these areas of life that are important, even though my projects are calling me literally 24 seven going, you've got to do that. You've got to do that. You've got to finish that off, you know? <laughs> and when we can, when we can have that balance, then it's like, well, yeah, this is where I'm going to invest my energy. And then what are we investing our energy in the present moment? <laughs> so yeah. How, how is that experience for you when you, for example, let's say you are working on a project so uh, and you, does it happen, uh, I'm just guessing here, that does it happen that maybe you bring your awareness to the present uh, and then you realize, okay, maybe there are other things or is it that you kind of decide that I need to do this at this particular time? How is that experience? Um, it, it's, it, it could be a bit of both actually. Okay. yeah it could it, it's it's usually a bit of both but because i like to have because a lot of you know my teachings with what i do especially with um acceptance commitment therapy is about like values you know what's important in your life that's kind of at the back of my mind um so it helps me for that but on the other side of it i want to tell you like it's it's been really tough because in 2015 you know i I burnt out. I had, I got adrenal fatigue and I've never been unwell before. Like, and, and that, so even, even now I would say that I've got more of a balance and I'm really looking after myself, particularly with like sleep, which is really, really important. Um, but even now, if I'm to be really honest, you know, then the, the niggle for me is I, there's just, there's, there's still more to do on my projects because I've I spread myself so thinly when I came up with, you know, what I wanted to do in the world. And it started like 11 years ago and there were so many holdups and hurdles and I was just spreading myself so thinly. And a lot of the energy that I put into certain things at the time seemed like exactly the right thing, but the universe is like, nah, it's not, not the time. And I still didn't take those lessons in like, even though I've been really into spirituality for oh, a long time, like 20, 25 years or something. So, yeah, I think it's a bit of both, Sakib, actually. Yeah. Hmm. Sakib, I was wondering um, 
if, if you came up with something in your mind or if you let go of it when you were assessing what, what feels good about having your feet on the floor? Hmm. So uh, what is the question? <laughs> if you came, if there, there was something that you sort of became aware of, like, oh, this is why it feels good, or if it's just kind of let going of any sort of analysis of that. Okay, yeah, so uh, it was, I was like, it, the feet was, uh, the feet were on the ground and I did came up with this feeling, oh, it feels good, you know, it's, it feels so good. And then I started thinking about, is it because of earthing? Is it because of there is something, you know, that mother earth provides that, mm. that is feeling good about it. But then I, I left that. I was like, I don't, I should not think about this. this there was this mind coming in, in between. Mm. Just telling me, oh, this is not important, you know, uh, let something else arise in the moment. Hmm. So, uh, so kind of assessing there, kind of going to that, like, it's what you were describing when I, when I heard you talk about your experience first was like, a, almost like the mind is constantly sort of attaching to things or scanning for what's important. And then you find yourself in something and then it's up to kind of another part of you to become aware of that and sort of assess, is this important or like, is this what I'm really attempting to do? And yeah. then uh, what I heard you saying, Ruben, was that it, maybe it's really valuable to take time to step back and see almost to have a framework for that, that maybe helps you in those moments to say, paying attention that, that maybe becomes really micro down to paying, okay, is paying attention to the sensation of my feet against the floor and becoming interested in what it's like, what I wanna be doing right now, or, or is it not? Um, and that maybe being a, in relation to your awareness of some of these buckets of like, what is important to me in my life. Um, I was wondering, so I have a, a question about that. And also I wanna throw something out, um, but. A, I guess one question is, how do you go about, or, or do you have thoughts about how you go about creating that framework? Is there like, is there a way that you approach that or that you would guide other people to approach kind of creating that for oneself? Also, this second part, this is maybe more in the kind of vulnerability range of this experience where I have something that I'm, that is happening in my mind and I'm gonna attempt to articulate it, but I don't totally know how to, um, but that's kind of a fun part of this. I was just noticing while you two were kind of speaking to each other, uh, I was becoming, and maybe this is a unique thing that having a group of three people offers uh, in the, the, this what is now experience, I was becoming aware of my experience sort of as an observer of you two interacting um, and sort of noticing how is it that I follow what one person is saying and then, and then how it passes on to the next person? And like, what is it that I'm actually following? Cause it's, I, I don't think that I'm repeating exact words or maybe I am holding on to, okay, this word is connected to that one, that one chunk of what you're talking about. And then this word is connected to the next chunk. And then that's gonna inform the way that I'm gonna interact um, from there. Uh, but I don't know, it was, it was a pretty uh, novel experience for me as I was paying attention to you both and becoming aware of what it's like for me to observe this interaction and how is it even that I'm paying attention to and following this interaction between you two? 
I'll tell you what's interesting and what came to mind probably around the time that you were having these, uh, these you know, this, this observation and these thoughts, because obviously we're, we're in a three and I'm here as a guest, you two, you two have obviously been working on, on this project before. Um, there's an element of responsibility that needs to be taken from one person the most and it seems like it's you, Charles. Hmm. And so therefore that will that will give you a different experience, right? And then you're kind of observing, you know, me and Sakib talking. And ultimately it's kind of, you're gonna be toing and froing with coming in to the what is now, being organic. And then actually there's an element of kind of responsibility or is there, you know? Hmm. Yeah, in this so moment, it's not supposed to be right, but ultimately, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, very interesting point, actually. Huh. Yeah, how, how would you say that you noticed that from me? Or is it maybe an energy kind of thing? I don't, I, do you know what? Do you know what? Honestly, I, I, I don't think it was an energy thing. I, I mm -hmm. think from what I pick up, you, you're really you're really present in here with us. I think we, we all are. Yeah. Um, it's just my experience with doing like group work and process work. And as as kind of a facilitator, I noticed that there's a certain kind of um, responsibility that comes with it, even though when you're doing process work, you're supposed to be taking part in the process, not as a facilitator, as another, as another member, mm -hmm. as another human being, instead of mm -hmm. I've got the facilitator role on. So it wasn't anything in your energy. It was me kind of like wondering what that was like and also kind of um, appreciating the fact that I'm here to just, yeah talk and and go with the flow <laughs> yeah it's actually really cool to to notice that because you're making me think of my role in what, what I was doing for the past few years before what I'm doing now which is more just kind of free form on my own uh, which was I was working in a college counseling center and uh, a lot of what I did was uh, what you would call process groups which you may or may not be familiar with um, and so exactly what you were just describing is is yeah. a lot of and I, I feel kind of removed from it now but it's like very ingrained sort of in me is uh and it's kind of fun to remember um but just the way you were describing that it, it feels like that to me sort of because there is so in those process groups the whole idea is we don't have a plan and we're, we're here to connect with each other and be open and 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 present and at the same time I am a facilitator in that role and I have to, I sort of feel the like ownership of it and want to make sure that people are connecting with each other or notice when it kind of moves away from that and and like shift us all back together so it it, it is actually when when you said that it really resonates with me um because I even noticed myself doing that there in, in that moment it's like okay I notice this from you Sakib and how that relates to Reuben and how we all relate back together. Um, yeah. To totally, man. Totally. And in fact, that that's exactly what I'm talking about. Pro process groups. Yeah. Process mm -hmm. groups. So with, with, I didn't realize that you'd, you'd had experience in that, but now it makes obvious sense with regards to even how you kicked this off and started to say what you were noticing as that was, you know, mm -hmm. as two minutes was playing out and, and everything now. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. totally. Maybe because I haven't done process groups, so uh, I don't feel any responsibility. 
and uh, yeah that's interesting and very interesting observation ruben uh, i'm wondering charles what, what was that uh, like now that ruben has said that and you explained that but i would like to go deeper into what was that experience for you uh, you know as ruben said it is that exactly the same experience or is there some difference to it hmm well i think ruben pointed out something that i was uh unconscious of. And so it's cool to have that reflected back to you and sort of highlight something that uh, a process that's playing out in the moment in a way that really resonates. And it, it makes me think of this, the concept of the Joe window. I'm not sure if you've heard of that before, but it's made by these two guys named Joe and Harry, and they came up with this Joe window. And there's four different windows of it. And there's the one it's like it represents your sort of being in the world or your consciousness. And so there's one window that which is what I it's the private window. And so it's what I'm aware of and I'm not sharing with others. And then there's the public window, which is what I'm sharing with others and, and others are aware of. And then there's the subconscious window, which I'm not aware of and other people are not aware of. And then there's the blind window, which is what other people are, are aware of, but I'm not aware of. And like so much of what those process groups were like, or what, maybe what they were about, or maybe what was most helpful about them was to have people sort of learn more about the blind um, element of things. Uh, and it's maybe really challenging to ever get that kind of feedback because it requires a, quite a bit of presence and willingness to be vulnerable to, to share something like that. Because who knows how I might have taken something like that, because I even noticed maybe in, in your energy there, wanting to make sure that I wasn't receiving that as like a criticism or the taking away yeah. from my ability to be present or, or anything like that. Um, but I think that's so cool. And that's that's what's really special about this kind of experience. And it's also awesome to just relate with you like this, knowing, because I can just totally sense that you have experience with that. Um, so I, I think all of that is going on for me and, and just the cool thing is to be able to talk about it openly and to not move away, um, but just to stay with it. And then- That's it, to stay right um, in the group or, or in this case, the three of us, right? And just, just for the sake of the listeners, right? Because they might be like, well, I'm kind of understanding what's going on with, with what they're talking about with process groups, but, but maybe not. And so, and I think you've, you've done a, a really good job at explaining that. Um, but just because people need repetition, what we're talking about here is exactly what we're doing in this podcast, right? What is now and just kind of going with the flow, but not just necessarily going with the flow about what we're thinking, but also off being as honest and as transparent with each other in exactly what is kind of playing out in our minds and putting it onto the coffee table, metaphorically speaking, right? Yeah. And, and, and as a result of that, we're just, deepening and enhancing this connection because that's where it's at and um there can be amazing things that come from it right this this kind of process group work um particularly when people start to talk about like you said charles right vulnerability and things like that where out there in the everyday world you start doing some process stuff people are going to be like what <laughs> you know what the heck's going mm. on what do you mean you were noticing this and mm -hmm. and and you perceive this within me and what does that mean you know it's like <laughs> people are good quite often people might want to run a mile unless you've kind of got that that rapport with them right but there's a there's a magic to it there's a depth to it and there's such a cohesion 
and an understanding. Um, and it's basically as simple as, as that, right? Being honest and open about whatever you're experiencing in, in your body and mind um, and, and what you're perceiving, not only in yourself, but potentially in other people and having a discussion about that. Mm. How, how was that for you to share it with me? Um, cause, and like you mentioned rapport and, and you and Sakub have a little, have some rapport and this is our first time meeting. I wonder if there was any element of vulnerability for you in, in sharing it with me. Um, I, there, there wasn't vulnerability, but it's mm. because I can see you and I've, I've picked up on your energy. And mm. I think even the fact that like, I, you know, you're, you're a teacher on insight timer, you do meditations, you're working on great projects that sets a scene already all right, right you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's like even before i've met you th mm. there's an element of risk in quotes that's not really at risk that i think right. i can go down that that tra that track and then when you when you um said your first piece straight after that um that quiet time we had and you said oh, i was noticing this and i was noticing that i was like all oh, right we're let's go let's go this is awesome um so yeah i, I didn't i didn't experience uh, vulnerability in saying mm. that um and i i get what you're i'm guessing the reason you asked that is because um like you said the way i res responded to you was kind of respectful in a way of kind of holding the space in case you might have been mm. put out by it or whatever does that make sense put out yeah. by the but by that that way of talking mm -hmm. um and it yeah for me personally i think the reason that i did that is because i'm just quite well versed in doing that anyway and kind of just softly kind of going with any validation and just setting the scene for it instead of being like really direct hey i mm -hmm. noticed this and i perceive this in you you mm -hmm. know that would be quite quite direct um and i'm sure you, you'd be yeah well you'd be fine with it but yeah, I guess that just comes with um, with working like this with people for many years right. and just just wanting to just, yeah, do it nice and softly and respectfully in a way mm -hmm. where it, it holds the space a little. Um, yeah. A little, uh, yeah, it holds it holds the space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can, that like, oh, go ahead. I can notice your passion, uh, Ruben, uh, for like this this now experience, you know, the way me, uh, Charles and I have this discussion and the way we are enthusiastic about it, you, you have that same energy and I'm totally enjoying this conversation because now we are three together. And, you know, yeah. it's so wonderful that from, from nothing, so much can sprout, you know, from this zero point field, there is so much coming out of it and it's so wonderful. I'm just like feeling gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thank you. Thank you for saying that. And and what I'm just reflecting on now is because obviously this is recorded for a podcast and stuff, but having a conversation like this shows that we're able to, we're willing to go there. Mm. And what that means is we've already got an incredible connection. And I've never spoke to Charles before, but it's almost, you know, it's like I, I know this guy. And mm. and if he wanted to come come over and and he didn't have a bed to stay. He could stay, you know, stay in my, you know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. the, 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 the depth of connection and friendship is, is fostered through this process of, of being honest, authentic, and genuine like this. Charles, you were asking something uh, before this, before I was speaking. 
Oh, just, just sorry, what sorry. just what that interaction was like for you, sort of in the midst of that. For me, mm -hmm. I was uh, I was wondering that what you if you both have worked on these groups, I, I was having this question that how and I would love to know uh, your perspective, Charles, and your perspective, Ruben, on that. That how is that same or is that different? The experience that you have with groups of doing such work and the experience that you are having now in this conversation, is it same or is it different? So what's that for you, Charles? Hmm. I would say definitely different because generally I feel very liberated of that kind of role. Um, hmm. and, I, and I feel that here too. Uh, and of the, the element of sort of me facilitating things. Um, so I would say that it does feel very different in that respect, but maybe the way that it's very similar is I noticed how much I, I just loved those experiences because they felt so alive. Uh, and, and maybe that's sort of the feeling that I'm just generally after in life, like noticing how, how things maybe feel habitual or, um, dull or not alive and then maybe I'm just thinking potentially that's one of my main sort of frameworks for assessing what I'm paying attention to in this moment uh, and those kind of experiences where everyone is there it's just you're, it's like peeling back all these layers of protection that we have with each other because we're hopefully creating this safe space for that to happen it's there's the, the thing maybe that's pulsing at the core that feels exactly the same is just that we're all really here together and like this is actually happening right now and we're all committed to like giving each other our all of our presence uh, and it's it's not half it's it's not like maybe what typically is like five percent who knows um, but to be in a space where you you truly believe that everyone here is is like giving you everything that they have in that moment um, just a powerful thing to be a part of like nothing else there's so many things I could be thinking about in this world right now or projects or what I'm going to be doing later and I just as I just thought of that all the other things I could be thinking about I noticed how I haven't spent even a fraction of a second thinking about those things because uh, I really feel that each of us is so committed to to really opening and, and being here together. And it's like none of that stuff even exists because um, we're in this space and it's so alive. Like it's all happening now, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What, what about you, Ruben? Um, are you asking the, the question of does it does it does this right here now replicate kind of the, the process group experience that yeah. I've got, is that? Yeah. Um, yeah, this this is it. And you know, the, the funny thing is, is that you could read a whole great book on something as simple as us being genuine, authentic, and noticing stuff in ourselves, putting it down there, exploring it, or noticing, perceiving something in somebody else, putting it out there. Maybe, maybe whoever perceived it was correct or, or or not not that there's a right or wrong thing you can say when you do this um 
and maybe given that feedback somebody else it's it's one of those blind windows that charles was talking about earlier right it's like oh i haven't noticed that in me you know mm -hmm. um and and that can be an element to then explore and go down to another level of depth so even in explaining something it's like hey we're going to be in the now and we're going to just talk in this little group of three and we're just going to be in the process of the now mm. even in even in saying that it's like so simple but to explain it then starts to create a book <laughs> of how you do that and what it means and everything like that you know mm. um there's a psychologist called yalom who who does interpersonal therapy he, he started that kind of it's called ipt interpersonal therapy so it's group process and his book is like honestly it's about that thick and and when you pick it up and read some of the bits it's like oh yeah of course that makes sense that's real life stuff that's that's that you know so um yeah this this quality of connection and this this kind of yeah authentic expression is very very similar i would say having said that like charles was alluding to earlier about sorry alluding is the wrong word isn't it but i mean like you were you were um su suggesting earlier about the depth of connection um what can happen is 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 that if people are not ready for that then you've got like another layer you've got another layer so people that are kind of willing to come into a group like that but they're not quite sure how it's going to work and then you've got all that kind of stuff that will naturally show up within you about second guessing what it's like for them and then them kind of going oh what should i be doing or is this right or whatever so mm. yeah mm. I, I was just thinking about how that can even make it i don't know if the word is easier uh, but in, in those dynamics, likely you're going to have, if it's up, so I, I would generally do groups of like six to eight people and, and people are certainly on, on different levels in terms of their, their real kind of willingness to be present and to, to notice those sort of various levels. That's, that's a lot of, or I'm remembering it to be a lot of the fun of it. And it's sort of allowed for so much of, of my role to be taken care of because I noticed maybe this person's pulled out or this there is this interaction that they're not really kind of aware of maybe the conflict that is beneath the surface between them. And so I have like these different things constantly to play with, um, but maybe something different where each person is, is, is like so present where there's, and I might be here sort of pulled into that role in a way that, that I'm used to. Um, but it's like each of us, it's almost like a dojo sort of for, for presence that we're sort of sparring with each other. And, and, and each person is so willing uh, to do that where it's almost like I'm, I'm more, I am more sort of naked in, in that kind of experience. Um, if that makes sense, where it's like, it maybe it could make it easier to, or, kind of like you, you have more grasp of it when there's there's different levels of sort of willingness to be present but then when everyone's sort of in that kind of same I'm really here space it's almost like your control is uh I don't, control maybe isn't right either but you just you're, you're, there's a nakedness to it which is really exciting um but then is also for maybe the the ego within me is like well what do I do now that's right the ego's going to keep going oh hang on well is this it couldn't the moment be improved and we're here now and it feels like it's got flow but could it be better mm. <laughs> yeah definitely definitely
Yeah, I think that boils down to uh, my thought about something being important and not being important, like how we label things, you know, that this this particular part of conversation is important, this part is not important. But yeah. what, what this process has re- really learned me, uh, like taught me to uh, experience is that everything in this moment, even the slightest thing is important and can be explored. As you said, Ruben, a book can be written about mm. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and you know what, what the funny thing is, uh, Sakib, it kind of it ties back into you taking your slippers off and putting your feet on the floor, right? Mm. And then kind of second guessing, well, actually, this is enjoyable, but there should be something else because I need something else in order to then talk about that because I, I don't want, can't talk about my slippers. But yeah. the fact that you were like, this is what I noticed and there was my slippers, you know, it's like, that was it. Just like with the smoothie maker and me earlier, it was like, well, this, this, this was what it was. And then there's this just kind of honesty and the ridiculousness of it and my ego going, oh yeah, well, you know, that's, that's a niggle. Yeah. Don't, don't talk about that right yet. You know, it's like, yeah, well, if not when, and it's like, yeah, same with your, your, the, the slippers, you know, well, they, they're nice, but, but do it is this what I talk about? You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> in fact, yeah. I'm having a funny visual right now in my mind that, uh, you know, that friend of yours is coming here in the podcast with us and making smoothies for, for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The perfect time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of cool to me because it's like, those are the, those are the only things maybe not only things, but those are the things that are totally out of our control. So it's like the, the moment truly is speaking to us through your, your flatmate making a smoothie because like you could not exert control over that. So that is, is really like purely filling up the present moment and that's it. And it's like kind of a, in a beautiful way or just the noticing your feeling of your, your feet against the floor. And it's almost like it happened to you and then there's this other part that wants to step back and, and come back into quote unquote now, but like those things are so now because they're just happening and then you receive them and then it's sort of up to how, how it is that you receive them is that like, am I trying to push that away or is it just like, oh, wow, this is what's filling up this experience. Yeah. 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 We have a humor, humorous quality to it, you know, uh, maybe, uh, any other intellectual conversation that I would try to bring in, maybe I won't enjoy it as much as I'm, I'm enjoying the smoothie conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's, it's very human, right? This is it. This is what being human's about. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, and it's what being spiritual is about as well. Acknowledging this, acknowledging the humanness of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, uh, I think it's a good time for meditation. What do you say, Charles? It sounds good to me. I just wanted to share one thing before we do that, that I noticed, I don't know if I've ever really noticed this before, but during my silence, there was, uh, I mean, ultimately I was doing it, but it it felt like a movement just kind of was naturally happening for me. And it was like this. And for people that can't see me, my head is just kind of like slightly rocking back and forth. And it just kind of, it felt like that was happening to a certain extent. Like it was just that I was letting go of resistance against this thing that kind of wanted to move in that direction. Uh, 
And I just felt like sharing that with you. I don't know if you had, if that ever happens to you or if you ever move within quote unquote meditation, but it was just kind of interesting to notice that. And then I sort of went with it. I was probably embellishing it or exaggerating it, but it was kind of fun um, to, to do that and, and just interesting to notice. And I wanted to make sure to just to share it with you and with the listeners for whatever reason, I just felt like I wanted to. Well, funnily enough, uh, Charles, um, I had somebody contact me a couple of days ago asking specifically about that and um and 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 just that you know it's it's only when she's doing the meditation and she's in that posture and there's this kind of swaying that takes place and it's she said it's almost like I indulge in it but it's it's my my I'm able to maintain my posture and everything you know and she's like well, what what what's that about why you know why why you know and I've I've heard I've heard as well I've had an experience of it before a few times um um, not so much now, but I think that's because my back supported. Actually, now I reflect on it. I think it's probably because I was in, um, it was when I was going to the temple in, th in Thailand and, and sitting cross-legged. So I think there's more room to, for that to be able to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, and I've, I've, I've heard about it before. And I think, it's, I think it's very normal, just that kind of, that energy. And as long as, as, long as we're allowing that flow, mm. then we're, we're also allowing a lot of other flows you know, energetically going through our bodies, right? So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. For me also, it's, uh, I think it's, for me, it's forward and backwards. So it's like this. Hmm. Uh, oh, no, that's the wrong way that is. No, no, no. You can't do it that way. It's got to be, it's got to be side to side. Yeah. Forward and backward is ego and side to side is spiritual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it's like that in dance, it's, it's uh, maybe the same thing that, you know, uh, a dancer, uh, there's a famous saying that the dancer becomes the dance itself. Uh, maybe that when the dancer flows with that energy, which is naturally arising in the body, maybe that's what it, is it the same, is it the same experience, Charles, for you? That sounds like a good description to me, Just sort of <laughs> something happening and I'm I quote unquote, I'm, I'm kind of getting out of the way of it and just letting it play. And it felt nice. Mm. Great. So Rubin, would you like to guide us through a short meditation? Absolutely. So sure. Um, a short meditation. Yeah. With a bit of reflective stuff and absolutely. Whatever comes up in the now. Yeah, it could be. We in in the past, uh, sometimes it's it's been sort of based on whatever themes arose within our time together. But also, Sakib has just kind of allowed the meditation to happen in in the moment, just to see whatever rises, or it could just be super simple and we just sit here. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. So, um giving yourself the right to be here now. Closing your eyes if you wish to, or holding a soft gaze. Some people like to hold a soft gaze instead. And allowing yourself to relax. Meditation comes so much easier when we allow 
our bodies to relax. So you might want to tune in, just taking attention to your body in generally, noticing all those different sensations, but particularly, are there any areas of tension or resistance that you can gently allow? Because that's the magic word, allow. Our body's natural state is one of relaxation. So allow, soften, allow, soften. And so in the, in the service of like what we've, what we've discussed here, as you allow your body to relax, you might want to anchor, anchor fo or focus or connect. They all mean the same thing. I like the word anchor because we can anchor to the now. And how can we do that? So the body is a really great place to start. Some people might prefer the breath. Let's just have a couple of experiments here. So as you notice how you're holding your body, as you've been relaxing in this moment, getting a sense of the parts of your body that are absolutely still. And as I join you with this experiential practice of noticing the parts of my body that are absolutely still, I'm noticing my mind coming in going, but what about the reflective practice? What about what we've spoken about? So I'm just going to allow my mind to come and go because it feels right. It feels so much more. grounding to notice these still parts of my body noticing how these parts of your body come alive just like a statue and just like a statue where there's all of the weather in this moment as you hold your body like this gently with these parts of your body that are absolutely still you are a little bit like that statue you can allow the sounds to come and go around you, the sounds of my voice, the other sounds. You can allow the thoughts about the past, the future, what you're going to do in the next couple of minutes to come and go whilst you connect to these parts of your body that are absolutely still. And as I'm doing this meditation now, I'm noticing my mind saying, what about, what about people that don't really connect with the body as much? What about people who prefer to anchor to the breath? And this is true. So thank you, mind. But in the spirit of staying connected, recognizing that even when I have these thoughts, I can still notice 
the parts of my body that are absolutely still. And now very gently taking attention to your out-breath. If you prefer to stay with your body, feel free to, but just very gently to your out-breath, noticing how it speeds up, slows down and comes to a pause. And if you've got a busy mind that is distracting you more than usual, feel free to use the words here on the in-breath and now on the out-breath. Choosing your anchor for this, these last one or two moments that we've got. Choosing this and committing to this. This is my moment. This is my anchor for now. And whilst you anchor to this, gently allowing these words to flow through you whilst you are connected to your anchor. I choose to be a little more open and receptive for when I acknowledge that I can get, that I can give and receive meaningful connection. There's a potential for giving and receiving meaningful connection. I choose to notice the thoughts in my mind that try and sabotage that meaningful connection and recognize that my mind is just doing its job. It's okay to have these thoughts coming and going in the background whilst I continue to connect, not only to the present moment, but obviously to the, the person or the people that I am able to offer meaningful connection to and able to receive meaningful connection from. This is the practice of, of being here now, and we're all on the same journey. All human beings on the same journey and with the power of awareness, we can enrich our lives more so. And so thank you, Charles, thank you, Sakib, for this, this connection, I appreciate it. And thank you for asking me to take part in this meditation, to guide this meditation. That was unexpected, but I, I appreciate you asking me this. And in your own time, opening your eyes, 
coming back. And as we come back, my mind is already saying, Sakib said a short meditation. Maybe that was a medium length one. Maybe it wasn't. So thank you, mind. And thank you, present moment. Cheers, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you for that, Ruben. I thought, yeah, I, I, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to, one thing I wanted to just say was a thought that I had during that was um, noticing kind of how nice it was for the background sounds from any of our respective environments to also be a part of that and how maybe that's even more real than like a guided meditation that might, you know, be in a, a soundproof recording studio or something. And they're all just sort of playing their part in the experience. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, what's funny, Charles, is I've had people say exactly that to me hmm. and my mind goes, no, because <laughs> I like it perfect. And they're like, I actually prefer it more raw. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's, and it takes so much more time to make it like perfect. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 I was about to say that, uh, I was thinking when you said that, you know, uh, that I asked you for a short meditation, I was thinking that it was short, actually. I didn't want hmm. it to come out. <laughs> and oh, right. Okay. It was beautiful. And uh, regarding what you, Charles, said, the noises, I think there were more noises in my background. Hmm. And uh, it, it actually reminded me of a, uh, of a saying from Osho. And he said that anybody can meditate in the mountains. But a great meditator is someone who can meditate in the crowd. <laughs> so, yeah, right. so that actually, uh, that inspired me. And I remember the time when uh, I was in Delhi, uh, in Old Delhi. So Old Delhi is a place that is like very, very crowded. And I, I just sat there and I meditated and I realized that this, this is a perfect experience, you know. Now I have like reached at some level in my meditation practice. <laughs> mm -hmm. And maybe especially challenging for you when it's coming from your environment, because then you might feel the responsibility of it and the, like the ego sort of really acts up in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Something like what uh, Ruben experienced initially with the smoothie. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah, thank you both so much for this. Thank it's like very enriching and nourishing for me. Um, I don't know, Ruben, if there's anything, I'll stop. I'll, I'll stop recording here in, in a second, but if there's anything you wanted to share with the listeners, if it's um, something about how to contact you or anything that you want them to know about. And also, if not, that's fine too, but. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so uh, yeah, my, my digital platform has a, has a, which includes a free app, um, which you can find on the app store, like mindfulness 2021, but my, my organization is Mindful Creation, so mindfulcreation.com. Um, I've also got a nonprofit charity that's set up for young people, and we're creating a psychotherapy app that's free for teenagers based on acceptance commitment therapy that's got like 40 years of science behind it. Um, so yeah, people can, and, and then on Insight Timer as well, obviously you guys are on Insight Timer as well. Um, yeah, the live events that I do there and yeah, definitely. If, if people are interested, come and see me at mindfulcreation.com. And, you know, the social media handles are pretty the same, like at mindfulcreation, no S, just all one word, particularly Instagram, post a few things on there. But yeah, thank you for the, that opportunity. Cheers, Charles. Cool. Thank you so much. It was a very wonderful experience.
Thank you for joining us in the What Is Now experience. We hope that you liked the episode. If there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation, then you can share those ideas through your comments. We would love to know. Stay tuned for the next episode. Namaste.